Here's what's coming up on today's show. You know, sometimes just kind of taking a step back and I think just compartmentalizing your thoughts maybe a little more and making a list of the things that are the most important to you and focus on one or two. Welcome to Marsha on Money with Marsha Harris, the founder and CEO of Unified Wealth and Retirement Planning. Hey, everybody. Welcome into our second edition of Marsha on Money. Thanks for checking out the podcast where we talk about investing, finance, and retirement. And we're going to come out of the gate swinging on our second episode with uh, the secret to retirement success. Get out of your own way. <laughs> you might be your own worst enemy is a topic of conversation. You heard Marsha giggling there. Marsha, how you doing? I'm doing great. How are you, Mark? I'm doing fantastic. Yeah, we we were talking about what we wanted to do. We were just like, do we talk about income planning? Do we talk about some of the nuts and bolts? And you're like, nah, let's just get right into it and talk about the the stuff that you know really affects people, the real stuff, right? Absolutely. And we'll get to all, because eventually we're going to talk about all that stuff as we're describing these different things anyway. So we were like, hey, let's just go for it and jump right in. And of course, Marsha has been doing this, helping folks get to and through retirement for a long time now. So if you need help, reach out to her uh, at the website, unifiedwealthplanning.com. That's unifiedwealthplanning.com here on Marsha on Money. She's the founder and CEO and investment advisor representative there. So obviously that makes a lot of sense. And uh, I really like this topic, Marsha, because... We are our own worst enemy. And right now, it's really a great time to go ahead and do this on this episode. Uh, the markets are, <laughs> uh, is choppy even a good word anymore? You know, I mean, it's, we're, we're seeing some, some heavy-duty stuff going on out there, and the world is certainly very unstable right now, especially the financial services world. And this is when people tend to get in their own way the most. They do. You're absolutely right. The idea of timing the market, right? So many people think that they're um, somehow good at that, you know, and it it really comes down to a lot of times it's just luck. If you happen to time the market and it works out, then good for you. Congratulations. That's most times not the case. And people trying to sort of, they end up doing the opposite of what we want to do. The goal is to, and many of you have probably heard this before, you want to buy low, and sell high. Sure. What and happens we, when we, we see what's it. going on right now, which is pretty crazy. It's hard to find the words for what we're seeing, right? There's just incredible volatility. Mm-hmm. And what people often do is they react emotionally because yep. that's what we do. And markets are driven by that. They are driven by emotion. And as things start to decline, people feel uneasy and yep. they tend to sell. And then markets start to recover as they do. And people feel better. So then they want to buy. And we're actually doing the exact opposite of what we should be doing. And that's, to me, this is where a real value of a professional like yourself comes into play. Because, and I mean it with all all sincerity, you're not going to care, or at least you shouldn't care as much about our money as we do, right? You're going to care a lot about it, but we should care about our own money the most because it's our own money. And so you have a little bit of objectivity there where we don't, right? It's our finances. So it's easy for us to go, I'm Marsha, I am terrified. Get me out of here, right? And you have mm-hmm. to talk through that process and say, well, wait a minute. Let's, let's, let's take a look and see. Maybe that is the right move, but maybe it's not. And let's look at some different strategies because we do allow fear and greed to control what we're doing. And it's understandable. It's absolutely understandable. But if you go back to 08 or 09's downturn and the crash there, you know, people are losing 50%, so on and so forth. Uh, obviously, very, very scary. And if you were 45 then, well, we're what, 13, 14 years removed from that. So you are now much closer to retirement. Makes it even 
more scary, right? So you're, it's easy mm-hmm. to panic. And that's where I think the real value of an advisor comes into play because you're a sounding board and a bit more neutral in the approach to make sure we're, ha- we're doing the right things for ourselves. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, that's a great point. You know, we, I think in our role as advisor, we also need to be coach. You know, that is part of it. It's, and I say that all the time that, I, yes, I'm a financial advisor, but I'm also a planner and I'm also a coach. Mm-hmm. And part of that means, you know, the responsibility that comes along with that is to be that voice of reason to people when you're right, it's we their money it, and they yeah. tend to react emotionally. Yeah. Of course, you know, that's natural, but you need someone who's in your corner that can sort of, try to, as best they can, yeah. remove some of that emotion that's attached yep. and get you to be more logical in your thinking. Because many times we do react and then there's regret after because <laughs> markets go down. Yes, unfortunately they yeah. do, but they also go up. And if you miss out on that, you know, because you let fear sort of dictate yep. your response, many times you're kind of kicking yourself after. Well, let's look no further than let's go back to uh, 20. Okay. With, with the pandemic mm-hmm. getting started, we go back to that, that April when everything was falling, right? March, April, we had a mm-hmm. two-month downturn. You know, we're 30% down. And those people who could not control those emotions, who sold out, when it drops 30%, you're, you are you don't you haven't lost it until you sell it, right? Then you've locked it right. in. And right. so you locked it in, you sold it, and then we had this ridiculous recovery in just two months. And then let's say you were scared, you were gun-shy, you didn't want to get back in till the end of 20 or maybe even into 21. Well, the markets were on fire through the rest of 20 and into 21. And so now, to your point earlier, you're buying back in when it was way higher. We had all new all-time highs, all-time highs. Every time we turn around, all-time highs. And so you sold out when it was low and you bought in back in, back in when it was high and you're doing the exact wrong thing and that's where those emotions get us and that's why you know we we're talking about getting out, getting out of your own way right absolutely because it's more than the losses are negatively impacting your portfolio mm-hmm. um, or your retirement um, is is your reaction to those losses that's that's yeah, you know what's really going to hinder the success of how you're positioned to either go into or continue through retirement. Yep, good point. So number two on my list, and that was the first one, obviously. We were talking about fear and greed, basically, just kind of getting us at the wrong time. Uh, Number two on the getting out of our own way conversation is maybe making some bad investment choices or making a decision, Marsha, because we feel like from a tax standpoint, we need to do this. I think part part of the problem we have as humans is we feel like if we don't do something we're doing something wrong, right? We, we must take action or we're making a mistake. And so sometimes we'll do something in the, at the wrong time. Maybe we get into this particular investment because we think it's this big tax help. And maybe that's not the case. And, and, and we haven't really talked a lot about taxes yet because we just got started. But is that something you're always looking at things through a tax lens? Absolutely. Um, I have a CPA that you know, helps us do tax planning. And mm-hmm. that's certainly very different than tax preparation. Right. He does that too. But preparing your taxes is really hindsight, right? That's right. looking back the last right. year. Mm-hmm. Right. So your tax planning is trying to look forward in anticipation of some things that we can take advantage of in order to be more tax efficient. It's hugely important because every dollar you save in taxes is a dollar in your pocket. The thing that I think I see the most with respect to misconception that people have uh, about taxes would be they should defer taking any withdrawals from their tax deferred accounts as long as possible. You know, so Mm. many times people are very surprised when we start 
preparing income plans and we talk to them and educate them about why it makes more sense many times. Again, everyone's situation is different, but many times it makes more sense to start drawing on those tax deferred accounts first. And that's because at some point when they reach used to be 70 and a half and now it's 72, they have to start taking out of those accounts. The IRS requires those distributions. So from a tax planning perspective, right now we have been and are in Mm -hmm. some of the lowest tax brackets ever. Do we think going forward that taxes are going down? (laughs) Just watch Uh, the news and hear what they're talking about doing and more spending. And yeah, exactly. That's right. Right. We don't have a crystal ball, but you know, it's all signs kind of point to an increase. It was the magic eight ball uh, outlook cloudy, (laughs) but or something like that. But it's like more than likely. Yes. 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 So if you have to take money in the future anyway, and you may be in a higher tax bracket at the time that you have to take those withdrawals. Doesn't it make more sense then? One could make the argument that we start utilizing those assets now. Since you're needing money to supplement your your lifestyle and retirement, those would be the assets we would look at first. And yeah. again, that's kind of it that feels very foreign to a lot of people. So once we meet with them and they they see why that makes sense and we educate them about that, then they have a clear understanding and there's a comfort level in, in utilizing that approach. But that's probably where I see the most confusion about what assets to really go to from a tax from a tax standpoint. Planning. Yeah, no, that's yeah. a great point because again, we, we talked on the on the very first episode about there's all these little nuances and puzzle pieces working together in retirement, and it's we have different kinds of accounts we've probably accumulated through our lifetime, and it's which ones do we turn on first? Uh, sometimes we think about it as just a, hey, I just need this amount of money, so wherever I get it from is great, but. There's tax consequences to think about, and there's ways to look at that which could be more beneficial. And obviously, some of what you're referring to there is if you know if you've got all your money, you know if you got a million bucks, Marsha, sitting in your 401k, and you're like, yeah, I got a million bucks. Well, guess what? You don't got a million bucks because Uncle Sam's waiting on theirs. They've been waiting mm-hmm. on it a long time, right? Mm-hmm. And so right. you may want to consider, you know, maybe doing a conversion, moving over to a Roth, uh, something like that, looking at some different strategies in order to reduce your taxable liability in the future whenever you got to start pulling that money out. And we'll definitely get into some more of that stuff, I'm sure, on a future episodes. We'll dedicate an entire episode, I'm sure, to that. But that's kind of the point of uh, don't let the, uh, what is it, the, what do they say? Don't let the uh, the tax tail wag the dog. So, That's right. Yes. There you go. Yes. Uh, all right. Talk, let's talk about cash for a minute. So we're seeing a lot of choppiness, seeing a lot of volatility. Fed's talking about raising rates again, which will bring the interest rates up. So you get people thinking, well, you know, maybe I'll just jump out of the market, and of course they'll be selling, you know, when it's going down, which isn't good. But and go to cash. You know, at least I'll get a little bit more there. Of course, it's definitely not keeping up with current inflation. But maybe you know, is there such a thing as too much cash sitting in the bank? Definitely, many people will argue that there is. Uh, you know, just having too much cash is not really being ineffective, especially in today's inflationary rates. No, you're absolutely right. Inflation is running now at what seven, eight percent, um, yeah, eight and a half, I think. Yeah, yeah. So, I mean, that's crazy. You know, it's even if we look back at what historically was running at at an average of around three percent, let's say. Mm-hmm. You know, having money in the bank that's earning zero, not keeping pace at even three yep. percent, is you know really detrimental in the long term. But certainly now where we're seeing almost three times that level of inflation, it's just something that's not, you can't sustain that. Well, we feel like, I think this is where we do a terrible job in this country, Marsha, of, of financial education. Most people think think they have two options, right? 
market or cash. Mm-hmm. Right, I can either bury it in the backyard. <laughs> well, I guess there's a third. You can bury it in the backyard, uh, but you can put it in the bank or you can put it in the market. And so they just they wind up. I don't know. They just feel like they have to have this number in the bank, and that's totally fine. But at some point, yes, you are being very ineffective with too much cash in the bank in normal inflationary times. So how do we find our way around that? Again, you got to work with an advisor to look for strategies and things out there to try to, you know, maximize or minimize, I suppose, the effects of inflation, especially at this rate on your portfolio. Yeah, you're right. And and there is more than just um, those two options, mm-hmm. whether it's the bank or three, if you will, if we consider the backyard, right. you know, option. <laughs> that was what my grandmother uh, which really, did, but yeah. really isn't an option, no, it really think, in my opinion. But um there are things today, you know, that's the wonderful thing about our industry is that we are always evolving, you know, with new solutions and, and products that have different benefits and features for clients that are in that very situation where they're not getting enough on those dollars at the bank. So now we have this inflationary environment and the market is incredibly volatile. So that doesn't seem like a viable option for many. There are other options so that we have an alternative where, yes, we can do better than um, the rates that we're getting at the bank, but we can still keep our money safe at the same time. And as a, um, you know, as an investment advisor representative, you, and you mentioned holistic on our first podcast. So you are, I'm, you are a fiduciary, correct? I am. Yes. Give us a quick rundown on that for folks, if they're not familiar with that term. Sure. I mean, the term fiduciary in our industry just simply states that I am required to do what's in the best interest uh, for my clients at all times. I am to act in their best interest at all times and not to what we call the other standard in the industry, which is the suitability standard that really just says I'm required to do what I feel is suitable at that time for that client. Mm -hmm. So I know it seems kind of strange. It seems like it should be, well, yeah, shouldn't everybody do the right thing? Shouldn't everybody, shouldn't we all be doing what's in their best interest at all times? In every aspect. Yeah, exactly. I agree. I agree. Um, So yes, and, and I am independent, so I can wear many hats because I, um, I do have access to products like we were just talking about, like annuities, let's say that don't have the, the market risk and offer better rates of return than, say, other safe products like mm-hmm. a bank savings account. And then, of course, all the investment options out there, too. It's not doesn't have to just be stocks. Um, right. You, you have, have the smorgasbord, right? Based, yes. on, based on your licensing and the, and the things that you do. You And a lot of times we hear the term holistic. And really what that means is you have the insurance world, the the equi- uh, securities and uh, you know world, all that stuff, right? All the smorgasbord mm-hmm. is available to you. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Yes. And that's generally what we're doing with a client is we're looking at, you know, all of those different areas and putting those things together because you should never have all of your assets in any one place, whether that's the bank, the market, annuities, you know, we, we need a variety of those things because they all can work together pretty seamlessly when done right. Yeah, no, exactly. Because, and we mentioned this on the the end of the, uh, the first episode that we did, you know, there's so many people out there that can call themselves or are calling themselves an advisor right now, but they may not have the ability to technically, you know, 
access the entire financial world. They may be an insurance-only person, and they can only talk to you or deal with insurance-based products. Nothing wrong with that, but it may not be the fit that you need at the time of life that you're in. Or you may need a little bit of both. You may need something from both sides of the aisle, if you will, uh, you know, the security side uh, or the insurance side. So it's, again, important to understand the person you're working with and their credentials and that they have the, the right uh, skill sets as well as uh, licenses, I guess, for lack of a better term, to really provide you with the things that you're looking for. Is that is that fair? Yes, I think that's it's hugely important. I mean, the securities industry is really cracking down on that quite a bit with respect to insurance only agents who are either offering securities type advice. Um, obviously, they can't sell someone securities because they don't have the licensing to do that and they wouldn't be properly registered to do that. But that there's more to offering securities advice than just the selling part. They could be recommending, say, that a client who has a portfolio mm-hmm. of securities should sell those securities and use an insurance only product. And well there's a benefit be very careful yeah. about mm-hmm. that, you yeah. know, because how can you the argument is that how can you really offer that advice if you're not securities licensed yeah. so that you have the appropriate training, right? And the expertise and knowledge that really comes along with making those kinds of recommendations, not just to buy, but also to sell. Yeah. And just to kind of give it a quick breakdown here, and then we'll move on to the, the final question I wanted to ask you this week. But you were talking about the suitability versus the fiduciary. You know, it's suitable uh, if someone is suitability only, it's suitable for them to say, hey, there's three, there's three things in front of me, three paths I could send this client down. All three are technically suitable, but this one on the right offers me, the quote-unquote advisor or whatever, a little bit more incentive to send them that way, so I may do that. Whereas a fiduciary is not doing that. It's like, okay, I have to find the absolute best option for my client, and it has nothing to do with what I receive out of it. It's, that's, it's absolutely just the best path for my client. Is that a fair assessment? Is that a fair way of breaking that down? It is. I think that's very accurate. It's... I mean, it is a higher standard, you mm-hmm. know. I, I think that again, everyone should be operating in that way, regardless <laughs> of you know a technicality of yeah. as to or what which business of those even. you yeah. fall under, yeah. right? Yeah. I, regardless of your business model, yeah. um, call my contractor to build a deck. I want the, do the best my, the best deck <laughs> yes. for me you can. <laughs> right. Yes, yes, yes. Our feet is held to the fire more. That's right, you know, there you go. and uh, it should be. Well, you know, with all that information out there, and again, right now with the current environment of the market being so choppy and volatile and, and tech is obviously not doing very well at all. Mm. Uh, the NASDAQ has basically fallen enough to, to slip into bear territory. Uh, we'll talk more about those kinds of things on future episodes. But there's a lot of stuff going on. And then we talked about, well, cash, you know, you're not going to be outpacing inflation there, but, you know, you want some safety. And so what happens is we overthink and we, well, we get inundated, right? We get inundated with all this information and then we start trying to make a decision, Marsha, and we overthink it to the point of exhaustion. And then we just throw our hands up and I'm not going to do anything. Heck with it, right? I'm just going to do nothing because maybe I'll put my fingers in my ears and it'll all go away. Mm-hmm. And that's not a good move either, right? That's, that's, again, our topic this week was getting out of our own way. Choosing not to decide is still making a choice. It is. I think, um, what's the, the famous saying? It's like, paralysis by analysis or something like that, you know, where, you know, you just, um, sometimes it's, and and I've experienced this when I've had new potential clients come in to meet with me and maybe, you know, they're 
they're working with someone already, but they're not happy for whatever reason where mm-hmm. they are. They sure. don't feel like it's a good fit. And they are, quote unquote, shopping around. Okay, so they're meeting with multiple advisors. It becomes very difficult for them. They think they have the best of intentions, right? They think, yeah, this is what I need to do. I need to find that person. And in order to find that person, I need to go to all of these different people and ask all of these questions and get all of this feedback. And what ultimately happens many times is then they don't do anything because now they're just more confused than they were when they started. And change is hard for us because we're humans. And so we're (laughs) resistant. We're resistant because we feel more comfortable just doing things that we already know. And the thought of that, that fear of the unknown is what many times keeps people um, from making changes that would be better for them. So I think you're already trying to overcome that obstacle. And then too much research online, too many Mm -hmm. different opinions from people and all of that can just kind of exacerbate that. So, you know, sometimes just kind of taking a step back and I think just compartmentalizing your thoughts maybe a little more and making a list of the things that are the most important to you and focus on one or two, you know, and just try to take a more, I don't know, think smaller instead of so big. You don't have to solve every issue all at once. I was going to say how to eat an elephant, right? Yeah, one bite, one at, a bite time. at a time. That's right. Yeah. There you go. All right, folks. Well, again, that's our topics of the conversation this week here is, you know, the secret to retirement success is often getting out of our own way and getting some help from someone who can be that sounding board, who can help us understand some of the nuance and, and find our way through uh, this very interesting path that is uh, called retirement and retirement planning and strategizing. So if you need some help, as always, reach out to Marsha. Don't forget you can subscribe to the podcast since we are getting started. If you're an Apple user, for example, you probably already have Apple Podcast already installed on your phone. Just in the search box, type Marsha on Money. You should be able to find it that way as we are getting listed with all these different podcasts. But if you don't just yet, because we're still brand new, just stop by her website. There'll be uh, the links to everything there. Of course, there's a lot of good tools, tips, and resources as well. So good information to be found as well as all the podcasting stuff at unifiedwealthplanning.com. That's Marsha's website, unifiedwealthplanning.com. This has been Marsha on Money. Marsha, thanks for hanging out with me and chatting about, uh, well, just getting out of our own way. I appreciate you. Hey, fantastic time today. Thanks, Mark. Absolutely. And we'll catch you next time here on the show. We'll be back. We do these a couple of times a month as we're getting started. So you can, uh, by subscribing, of course, you can get future episodes as well as check out the past episodes. Of course, right now there's only the two, but that's okay. Plenty more to come here on the podcast. So we'll see you next time right here on Marsha on Money with Marsha Harris. The opinions expressed by Marsha Harris and guests on this radio show are their own and do not reflect the opinions of this station. All statements and opinions expressed are based upon information considered reliable, although it should not be relied upon as such. Any statements or opinions are subject to change without notice. Investments involve risk and, unless otherwise stated, are not guaranteed. Past performance cannot be used as an indicator to determine future results. Any strategies mentioned may not be suitable for everyone. Information expressed does not take into account your specific situation or objectives and is not intended as recommendations appropriate for you. Before acting on any information mentioned, please consult with a qualified tax or investment advisor to determine if it is suitable for your specific situation. This program is designed 
designed to provide accurate and authoritative information with regard to subject covered. Investment advisory services offered through Brookstone Capital Management LLC, BCM, a registered investment advisor. BCM and Unified Wealth Planning are independent of each other. Insurance products and services are not offered through BCM, but are offered and sold through individually licensed and appointed agents. Any comments regarding safe and secure products and guaranteed income streams refer only to fixed insurance products. Index or fixed annuities are not designed for short-term investments and may be subject to caps, restrictions, fees, and surrender charges as described in the annuity contract. Guarantees are backed by the financial strength and claims-paying ability of the issuer. Registered investment advisors and investment advisor representatives act as fiduciaries for all of our investment management clients. We have an obligation to act in the best interests of our clients and to make full disclosure of any conflicts of interest, if any exist. Please refer to our firm brochure, the ADV 2A page 4, for additional information.